1: For Ariel and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Thrilled to go out to the and Croup and Celebrity Line. He is the one and only Mike Claiborne, Cardinals broadcaster, joining us here on the show. Claves, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. I have great news. I have breaking news for you. What is Are it? Are you ready? What is it, Claves? Matt Mac Carpenter just had a base hit. Oh, oh,
1: my God. Oh, we've done it (laughs) the impossible has been achieved so claims
0: does that mean he had a base hit down the right field line and uh, they took him out for a pinch runner and bedlam ensued in the in the the dugout
2: So does that mean we're going to see him starting a second base opening day against the let's, Reds? Let's not get that far okay. over our feet
0: <laughs> here. Okay?
2: Oh, That's perfect, Lames. That's perfect. Well, let me ask you this, buddy, because uh, now that we know what this major league roster is going to look like for opening day, what's your overview thoughts on this This team that Mike Shilton, John Moselak have put together?
0: Well, it's a team that doesn't have a lot of room for error. Uh, it's very thin. Uh, we have a lot of unproven players in the outfield. Um, and you got a question in shortstop. Uh, other than that, you know, your bench is kind of so-so. Uh, your starting pitching on the back end is going to raise a question mark after John Gantz. And your bullpen's solid. I like the bullpen, but I-, I think that this is a very thin team to start. I think they'll obviously assess it during the course of the season, and I'm willing to venture that what you see now is certainly not what you're going to see in September.
1: Claves, I think the most interesting decisions that they made are about the outfield that you just talked about there with Justin Williams and right field. And you're not going to see Lane Thomas, at least to start out this season on the opening day roster. Did it surprise you at all that they went with Justin Williams and Austin Dean over Thomas?
0: Well, you know, Thomas played himself out of this situation. I think the last time the three of us talked yeah, I, I felt Thomas had moved ahead of Bader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I put the mojo on him, or just talking to you guys did it, because from that point on, he started to, to slide. Uh, he slid at the plate. Uh, defense, there were a couple of plays that I know he wished he would have had back. And he kind of played himself out of that spot. In the meantime, Austin Dean uh, continued to swing the bat. Well, uh, I, I believe at one point in the seven at-bats, he scored seven runs. And his defense, while I wouldn't call it gold glove caliber, it's, it's it's decent enough that he can play. And he just kept hitting. And the same for Nogowski. They just kept hitting in timely situations, and, and Lane Thomas didn't.
2: And, and that's why
0: he's on the taxi squad instead of being on the opening day roster.
2: What kind of impact, Klaibs, do you think Justin Williams is going to have? Because it, all signs pointing towards this guy could be starting in right field opening day. Do you feel the impact? Oh, he will be. Yeah. Do you think the impact will could be, be. big?
1: Well, I,
0: I just don't know only because we haven't seen enough of him. I mean, he's had an okay spring, but, you know, it's magnified even more because there's nobody else left-handed, natural left-hander, that's in the lineup, let alone a new organization that can help. you got a couple of switch hitters. I mean, Matt Carpenter had his second hit of the spring today, so I'm not sure if I'm ready to write his name down in ink as far as being a bona fide contributor. I think we're hoping that he can be. But Justin Williams is a guy, he can run, he's strong. Uh, you know, he, he, he's still learning the game because he, he shared with me uh, the fact that in the other organizations that he was in, neither were as extensive as detail as the Cardinals are about fundamentals and just doing things in a productive manner. So once he's been able to get himself acclimated to how they do it here, uh, he's been able to adjust. I, I think the, the, the one thing about him, a very quiet person I mean he' didn't, you know dexter Fowler gave him the nickname uh, uh, whispers you know, <laughs> he's a very soft-spoken guy he's a night a very likable person but you know he you know I think when you see a guy who comes out of high school and all of a sudden you're thrown into a different vacuum of, of how to adjust uh, on a professional level it takes some people a little longer than others especially if you're not that that outgoing guy uh, not antisocial just doesn't have a lot to say
1: Talking to Mike Claiborne here on 101 ESPN. All right, Claibs, I wanted to ask you about the center field situation. Now that Harrison Bader is at least going to be on the men for the next month or so. It looks like it's Dylan Carlson's job for the foreseeable future. Behind him, though, there's a lot of question. I know last time that you talked about, talked with us, as you kind of referenced, you said you actually liked Lane Thomas out there at the time a little bit more defensively. Now, behind Dylan Carlson, they're saying publicly that it's Tommy Edmond as the backup center fielder for now. Uh, what'd you think about that?
0: Well, I was a little surprised by it. I thought Tyler O'Neill would probably get a, a, a look at it before that. He's played some center field before in the majors. But, you know, Tommy Edmond is the ultimate Swiss Army knife. Everywhere you put him, he seems like he can, he can hold his own. Um, he, he's a baseball player. He, he's not a guy that you look at his numbers and say, "Well, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that." His numbers on the, end the game. yeah, but he can play. Um, but you know, I, I think that Carlson, in my opinion, has a chance to far exceed what Harrison Bader does. I, I think he, he he approaches the game a little differently uh, with regard to how he plays hitters. Uh, He's not a guy that's going to be diving all over the place and losing his cap and maybe taking bad jumps on balls. I think he has a better sense of the position, having played that more than he's played any other position in the outfield before he got to the Cardinals. So I I like what we have there. I I really do. Uh, With regard to the backup, well, let's just hope we don't get to that.
2: (laughs) Well said with that one. I don't think anybody wants to see another Colton Wong situation uh, in center field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I always remember that that year we they ran him out to left field out up in Wrigley Field, and it rained early that day. Yeah, no. He almost got killed out there. And you know what? If you remember, he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. He was yep. never the same guy after that. Yeah, It was
1: a problem. It, was that the same year that they tried to do the uh, Matt Adams yeah, that was experiment? Matt Adams and oh, left. my God. That was, what yeah. a year that was.
2: Claims, yeah, I'm, was I'm, I'm curious about Harrison Bader, in your opinion, because, of course, starting the season on the injured list, when he comes back, what do you think the season looks like for him? Do you think it's still a long leash, or do you think Mike Schilt's no. starting to tighten that a little bit?
0: No, I don't think it'll be a long leash. I think they'll give him a chance to play himself into a point where he would have been he would have caught up. Um, but I don't think they're gonna fool around with a situation where, you know, we're at a point now where if you don't hit, you don't play. And we've heard every excuse and he's growing and he's this and he's changing the swing. And and I like the guy, okay. I think he can help you. But what what kind of hitter is he? You know, when he doesn't try and and, and pull the ball He's a pretty effective guy. He was having a decent spring early, going in the middle of the field, going to right center. And then the strikeout started to tap him on the shoulder, and he was looking at a lot of call strikes, uh, wasn't looking early in the count, and you know he started to regress. But we're at a point now where we don't have that kind of time to let guys grow into a position. This is a position that was given to him three years ago, uh, and he's played well defensively, but the offense has just not been consistent as it needs to be. And, and how they fix that, I don't know. I think we're going to see. But I don't think uh, giving him a long leash is something that you can you can take a look at, especially if you may be in need of a left-handed bat somewhere. Cardinals in need of a left-handed bat, and they want a prominent one, uh, they'll make a move of some sort.
1: Klaibs, what do you think about, I, we don't talk about these guys because it's just kind of a given, and it should be, uh, but Goldschmidt and Arnauto, what have you thought about their spring? How comfortable are you about where they are right now going into the regular season?
0: Well, Arnauto hit a home run today, so he's starting to swing it a little bit better. But, you know, I'll I tell you, BK, it's a great question because they, the synergy just just hasn't clicked yet because I think there's a couple of reasons why. The guys that have hit in front of them have not hit and the guys who hit behind them have not hit. And and you can put Paul DeYoung in that conversation. He's just not hit. And, and it's one thing to hit it on the screws and you hit it to somebody or you're getting some good at bats, but man, there's just too many giveaway at bats as far as strikeouts are concerned. That concern me. Uh, now, obviously, as Mike Schill said, we don't hand out batting championship trophies <laughs> in spring training. And, and I respect that and, But I think at some point, Paul DeYoung has got to. We got to figure out what kind of hitter is he. Is he a guy that you put in the two spot, where maybe he sees more fastballs, or is he a guy you drop to seven? Uh, You know, is he is he is he a two seventy hitter, or is he a two thirty five hitter? You know, there's a big difference. Uh, You know, Tyler O'Neill is probably wanted hitting in the cleanup spot or hitting fifth more than Paul DeYoung has at this point. But as far as those two guys that you mentioned. There still seems to be just a little bit of feeling out because, you know, they're still trying to figure out how pitchers are going to pitch them. And that's going to be a process that may take a month because once we get into the regular season, they're going to see a few more breaking balls. They're going to be better scouted and they won't be seeing the same team all the time like we've seen here in in Florida this year with us only seeing Miami, Houston, Washington and the Mets.
1: Clay's final Cardinals question that I've got for you, and I know Alex want, has a uh, Blues question that he wants to get to with you. It, we're going to talk about this here in just a little bit, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. What is more likely for the Cardinals this year? Is it more likely their top five in the National League in terms of runs that they've scored or top five in the National League in their rotation, the ERA that their rotation has? So Do you feel better about the lineup or the rotation going into the season, basically?
0: Man, that might be the best question I've heard. Certainly today, um, you know, BK, I I may have to go Tony LaRusso route, tie for first. I, <laughs> I, I'm not sold on either one of them right now. Uh, and, and I think really what it comes down to, and this is kind of an odd scenario, is what does your fourth and fifth starters do? And the reason why I bring that up, if they're only going to give you four innings, and all of a sudden your bullpen gets chewed up, then those guys and those guys in the one, two, and three spots are going to have a lot more of a workload. And if you if you do that, you you can't get away with that too long and expect to have any sort of semblance of a bullpen when the when the games are really on the line after Flag Day. So uh, that's a concern. I just haven't seen enough of a concerted attack offensively that says, okay, we can write these guys down every day to do this, this, and that. I, I haven't seen that yet, and, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that uh, as we get into the regular season.
2: All right, Klibs, I'm going to give you a better question and frankly I'm going to give you the easiest question you've heard today. Uh, if people don't know, claves is uh, just as much of a hockey connoisseur as he is a baseball connoisseur. Klavs, how do we fix this blues issue, my man? Please help.
0: Man, pull a pen and close the door and throw one in there and see what who, who survived. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I was watching and listening to the game yesterday uh, and it's the same story. It's Lack of focus, uh, not playing for each other. One guy's out of position, everybody else is, and then the proverbial bad goal. I mean, you know, it's the same thing every night. And all the, the 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 cheerleading and pep rallies that we've had this week about we're gonna we're gonna show up and you know we're gonna do this and do that in honor of Bobby Plager. You know that that was kind of an embarrassment. I mean, they went the other way. And I mean, I'm not saying these guys aren't playing hard because you know, for the most part, they are. But they're just not playing as a team. Too much individual stuff. Guys, not yeah. Look, we play too many games for guys not to know where they need to be in their own end. You know, I mean, worst thing this team does is try and get it out of their own end. And the power play, while it shows flashes, they got one yesterday, and it was it was you know it was perfect because it was a Tarasenko one one timer, and that's what we all like to see him do. But, man, they're just too inconsistent, and the problem is there are too many guys on this team who we're not sure about anymore, who are getting opportunities unlike any other time in their careers, and they're not taking advantage of it, and and that's a concern. Um, You know, you you can blame the coach. I I wouldn't. I mean, you know, he keeps it simple, and he challenges guys. You know, he benched uh, Hoffman. You know, and if you remember, that's the same thing he had to do with Teresinko and uh, uh, Peron last year when he took over. Mm-hmm. Just saying, hey, I need more of you. You know, he's not asking him to be Mike Bossy or, or Yari Curry or anybody. He just saying, hey, just do your job. And they're not doing their job And until they all get on the same page of doing their jobs, not asking them to be above and beyond. But if they just do their jobs, this team could be okay. And they're not. And that's the disappointing thing of it. And here's the other thing. I made this point to somebody earlier today. Let's get off of the cup team, okay? Well, we were in the cup two years. Yeah, look, man, it, that has nothing to do with what's going on now because nobody in this league is scared of the St. Louis Blues by what they see every night. So you're going to have to go back and earn your strife from within your dressing room to earning against your opponent if you think anybody's going to take you serious right now.
2: It's well said, Claves. I always love getting the chance to catch up with you, buddy. Are you headed up to Cincinnati after uh, Jupiter? No, I will be back in St. Louis. We're not traveling in the early part of the season because
0: of the pandemic, um, but hopefully we'll be doing that soon. And I wasn't excited about going to Cincinnati anyway. So, huh. that, that, you know what? If I think I it's supposed to be trip, like 35 okay. up there,
1: Claves. That would be a little yeah, bit, yeah. bit of a culture shock coming from South Florida, too.
0: And you know what? That's a great point you make, BK, because I'm allergic to cold weather anyway, <laughs> yep. which is You'll why i yep. Well, come <laughs> yeah, on back so, uh, home then, Claves,
2: because it's 70 degrees and sunny.
0: Well, it's 86 here and sunny, okay. so I'm going to try right. and soak up as much as I can, but I'm, I can't wait to get back to see you guys and, and just get back to doing the things I like doing in St.
2: Louis. That's awesome, Claves. You're the best, man. I love catching up with you, man. Have a safe trip home, and we look forward to talking soon.
0: All right, you guys stay safe, and I'll see you soon.